0: and girls i'm the gnarly gnome and this is cincy brewcast it's the voice of cincy craft it's a craft beer podcast if you just stumbled upon it uh you can probably read the description you can probably look at the artwork and just know what we're about to talk about we're about to talk about beer places that serve beer uh we'll talk about places that make beer we'll talk about cities that love places that make and serve beer <laughs> That's, and that's 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 the whole show right there, guys. That's it. <laughs> no need to do right it. We just talked island. about it
1: at all. And thank you. Uh, <laughs> good night.
0: <laughs> if you if you are new to the show, thank you very much. Uh, share it with a friend after you figure out how awesome it is, because that's how things keep growing. Um, let's let's jump into this. I'm uh, I have been trying to get out here for uh, well, I guess. It, In the grand scheme of things, it's not that long because you guys just opened up. It's only been one month. It feels like much longer for me because I've been watching this place uh, be slowly born out of the shell of a building. Uh, We're at the hub, Hamilton's Urban Backyard. If you are not new to the show, you know how much I love what is happening here in Hamilton. Uh, I know the the, the folks over at uh, Truth Beer Podsequences, the podcast that talks about Cincinnati podcasts, will have plenty to talk about me back in Hamilton. They, they like to give me some crap about how many shows I do from Hamilton, but um, it's just too exciting not to. Um, welcome to the show. You guys introduce yourselves because we have two very different guests on this episode. Um, start with oh, f- familiar okay. your voice a little bit. Yes, I've been on here a couple of times.
1: Uh, Jim Goodman, I'm one of the owners and co-founders of Municipal Brewworks in
2: Hamilton. Uh, Jeff Buckalo, I am one of the owners of Hamilton's Urban Backyard, right Perfect. down the street from uh, our friends at Municipal Brewers. Uh,
0: I would argue that this place would look very different if it was not for Municipal jumping in and kind of being part of the rebirth of of what Hamilton is. Uh, so that's that's why. That's a very this nice thing to say.
1: It's a very nice thing to say, and and at the State of the City address, our city manager kind of called us a, a bit of a catalyst. But I think. Hamilton itself was kind of a powder keg ready to blow. Yes. And we just happened to open happen to at be the, the right time. Lefuse. No, we just opened at the right time Lefuse. because it, it was something was going to happen. Either it was going to blow and everyone was going to leave town or it was going to blow and they were all going to patronize local businesses. And luckily, you know, we, we, we got an incredible city manager. We've got a great city council. Um, you'll never, very rarely will you ever hear them say no. It's, and, and if there's an obstacle, it's, how do we get around it over it, through it, under it, whatever we'll pivot, but we're going to if it's a good idea, they're going to make it happen, uh, and they're going to support you through it so because of that, and because they have been so business friendly and not the former old boy network of you know red tape, um, what you're seeing is how easy it is to to focus on your business and not all the extra red tape garbage that a city or municipality could potentially put on you.
0: Well, we see so many cities or places around uh, the greater Cincinnati area that are prime for uh, redevelopment, for a rebirth or whatever you want to call it. And they, they try to, and you see businesses come in and try to make it into what it can be. And because of those hurdles that are put in front of them or because of a, uh, um, a city that's maybe not as helpful, it just stalls out. It doesn't happen. They sit there and they wither away and they, uh, Hamilton is the opposite of that. Hamilton seems like it's uh, very, very welcoming for people that want to help the city, which makes sense.
2: <laughs> sure. <clears throat> well, I, and I would say that I think Jim's being a little humble that <clears throat> if it wasn't for Municipal Brew Works, I don't think we'd be where we are today. And the city has been wonderful. We've experienced that as well. But the fact that they put that stake in the ground five years ago, right, a little, yeah, over, a little, five little over five ago, years ago,
1: yeah.
2: um, made people like myself open their eyes. Like, you can do something cool like this in Hamilton. So whether they know it or, or admit it or not, they they inspired a ton of people like myself and Dave to do this um, by by being successful at it.
0: I think, and we'll talk kind of about what this place really is, but um a huge part for me of of what makes this place so awesome is that you guys serve local beer. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not just some bar that you walk into and it's you know 14 tap handles all from two companies and it's the same thing just kind of different levels of watered down. <laughs> it's 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 craft beer. I don't think that that could have existed in Hamilton before municipal was here. I I don't, I mean, not that craft beer wasn't a thing that was happening, but, uh, Hamilton was, was not a craft beer, uh, city before that. (laughs) And I don't, I don't know if, again, I I don't know if that's because of you guys, or if you guys were just that place that was, was willing to, you know, put it on the line and say, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try Hamilton and, and be at the, uh, the the front of that, um, uh, that change in people's yeah. drinking habits <laughs> <laughs> we get we
1: get blamed by a lot of people uh for you know i didn't like craft beer and now i'm spending way too much money <laughs> yeah. per month because, look at my gut <laughs> yeah it's like we, we get a lot of that but you know what i'll take it with a smile because look, when we started you know i met sean who's uh, sean Willingham is our head brewer fantastic head brewer and um we met in March of, of 2014 and first walked through the building. And at that time, uh, high street, which was the main thoroughfare, according to the, the city had about, uh, 8%, 7% storefront occupancy. So there wasn't a lot going on, but the thing with a brewery, and, and I think this is where the, the the timing and everything kind of comes into play. You know, you had this city building with the fire department that had high, tall ceilings and floor drains and granted, It hadn't been used for 20 some odd years, but it was in a downtown core area, right on the river. Uh, the river's edge amphitheater had just opened up a couple of years before and the courtyard Marriott was there. And we said, you know what, as far as a tap room goes, we might get a little bit of foot traffic there. But the good thing about a brewery is if your tap room isn't necessarily kicking it like you want, you hustle and you sell your beer to bars and restaurants right. and you still, and that's still a viable business model. So whether people come to you or you come to them is a little bit different than like, like say a brick and mortar restaurant where you're stuck. You, you people have to come to you.
0: But did you, th- when you guys opened, did you think that, are you saying that you didn't think that that foot traffic was going to be there? For- we weren't Sure.
1: We weren't sure because there wasn't a whole. Like I said, there wasn't a lot going on. And then on day one, it was blown out the door I because anybody was, to
0: go back on Facebook and find the picture. It was
1: it was forty five minutes to get a beer. We only had four different beers to choose from. It was forty five minutes. The police came and shut down Market Street because the line went out our door, through our patio, through the through Market Street, and into the courtyard Marriott's parking lot, and not one person. Said anything negative about anything. In fact, they were shaking our hands, saying, Thank you for opening this and thank you for giving us something to do and a place to go. And I think that's, that was really, that man, I I still get chills even thinking about it because I live here in Hamilton and I've, you know, I've driven down High Street and Main Street and seen tumbleweeds blowing across because there's nothing going on. And now it's nothing but businesses opening up week after week. We see these small businesses opening up and it's, you know, to take a Dora. a couple, I think we have the largest acreage of Dora district in the entire state. State Your feet will get tired before you get drunk. Not only
0: is it the largest, (laughs) it's still, to me, it's still the best as far as like everywhere within that Dora. there are places that you want to go. There's some that have a big Dora district and you look at part of it like, why, why does it extend over there? I'm not gonna walk over there with my right. like I don't wanna go over there. I wanna right. be right here where these places are. Yeah. Whereas and and as this downtown area keeps growing and and, and evolving, it just becomes more and more that way. You know, yeah. The I, I don't know if it was one of the city council meetings or something recently where they posted a bunch of the pictures of some of the plans for some of the places. I mean, we know Agave and rye is coming in. Um, I didn't realize how crazy that place is going to be. It's going to be a, insane. They're going to have pickleball, oh, court. pickleball oh courts. exactly. <laughs> uh, Richard's Pizza is expanding and adding on to their, their building and making that place even bigger and kind of more modern. And I mean, it's just it, is, it just gets better and better and better. And I, it's interesting as when I look at municipal and what municipal was when it opened and where it is today. And you look at that foot traffic that's because of all of these other places opening up people want to come to Hamilton now. Like they it's do. not just people that live in Hamilton. Like, Oh great. Yeah. We have a brewery now. It's people that live other places. And they're like, Oh, we probably need to go to Hamilton this weekend. And that's that. as somebody who lives in Fairfield close by, that's a funny statement to me that, Oh, we should go to Hamilton. <laughs> it, <laughs> it didn't, it didn't and,
2: exist five, didn't six, exist six years ago. You know, it's well, uh,
0: it's fun to watch. One of the, 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 best calls I
1: got was whenever you, Jeff, you opened your grand opening and you called me and said, The first keg I kicked was from municipal (laughs) and now I'm out of beer. Do you have more? And I was (laughs) like, okay, we can work with this. So it was, it was nice because I think people, people, I think really underestimate the uh, Hamilton as a community. Uh, you know, they look at it as well. Is it Cincinnati? Is it Dayton? Is it Hamilton? Is it this, that, you know what it is? It's, it's people that are, they're proud of their city. They want to be proud of their city. They want to have reasons to be proud of their city. Um, it's not a utopia. I mean, it's got its problems just like everybody else and just like every other city around, but man, they're really trying hard. And the, and the city, the city government is working with, with small business owners. You've got a lot of small business owners that have great ideas. They've got a passion for what they want to do. And the the community sees that and they're like, you've got a passion for this city just like I do. So I'm going to support you and I'm going to support you no matter what. And this is the greatest part. I can park my car and I can grab, grab a door at hub and I can walk down to fretboard and grab some, grab some food there and I can right. or roll on in and walk across the bridge or Billy Yanks. I mean, there's the, the, the list now is uh, it's too much to mention
0: now. Yeah, yeah. My, my problem now is like, I'll start at the hub and I grab a beer and then I start walking to go down somewhere else. And then, by the time I get to the next place I want to go in, I still have three quarters of a beer. I'm like, oh crap! So I have to drink it real quick. And then, I, by the time I <laughs> get by the time I get down to, to pinball garage or somewhere else, like I've had six beers trying to get down there.
2: <laughs> well, the way we look, we, we tell people is you can you can enjoy the Dora, but also get your steps in. Too. <laughs> <Right>. There you <laughs> go. You know, right. So you're exercising, basically. That's right. The need, way we look,
0: at it. I need some kind of pedicab
2: system to drive me around Dora. Is what I mean. Um, well, all, we, <laughs> Jim hit on it a couple times. Um, you know, we we've been kind of haven't at it for almost two years with this place. You know, we bought this buildings 167 year old building and we needless to say, we hit some obstacles as I'm sure you guys did, you know, when you were opening and every time an obstacle came in front of us, the city did everything they could to help us get over or through that obstacle. Um, And, you know, sometimes there's some small businesses who, if they don't have that help, they can't get through that obstacle, you know? And, and so, joshua and his people have been wonderful in making sure that um you know we we've got what we need to succeed um you know for the big picture so talk about
0: what this place we'll start from the beginning how did how did the idea for uh, the hub come together how did this happen
2: uh so you know it's no secret we wanted to do something in hamilton my wife and i had, had been looking for a couple of years at Airbnbs, potentially, um, we've, we'd seen the growth of the city. We'd seen what Jim and his partners had done to, to, to that area. Um, so we knew we wanted to do something and be part of Hamilton, get back to, to the community that, that raised my wife and her, her wonderful family and, and Dave's family as well. Um, and then we went up to Michigan, uh, this, this little resort town on the tip of the mitten called Petoskey, Michigan, and uh, stumbled... <laughs> figuratively, uh, <laughs> into this, this idea, this back lot Petoskey. this guy had bought a parking lot and thrown up a structure and, um, served craft beer out of that structure. And then had a bunch of food trucks parked on the parking lot. And, and the, and the, the first thing that we all noticed was we, we had our kids and their friends with us and we were with another family and they had their kids and their friends with us. Every single one of our kids got something they wanted to eat and we got to sit there and drink great craft beer. Um, so that light bulb went on and said, I think this is something that could work in Hamilton. And then we came back and just started talking to people about it and not so much looking for investors, but just like, Hey, am I nuts? You know? Um, and, and, uh, you know, and we were fortunate to, to work with Dave and Emily and, and and make it happen. Um, you know, I think it's, it's a, you know, and, and then the, the local thing kind of was born, uh, from just I own a small business before Hamilton's Urban Backyard. So does Dave. We wanted to support local small businesses. Um, So that kind of, that differentiator, that 100% all local differentiator kind of was born from that. And that was just another little thing that we could hang our hat on. Right. You know, when we opened, Uh, we had a whole bunch of (laughs) differentiating ideas. (laughs) Not all good. I wanted to give free limes to everybody. Like I love limes, and I, you know, so there was a lot of harebrained ideas coming out of this head. But um, at the end, we thought the local thing was was important to us. Um, and let's be honest, you, you know, we're going to have quite a few people from Spooky Nook uh, mulling around our our, our city in, in the near future. And I I believe, and I've waxed poetically on this with you before, but I believe Cincinnati is very underappreciated as a brewing city you hear about Asheville, you hear about Boulder, you hear about all these towns. And I don't think Cincinnati gets enough credit. I don't think so either. And but if we can do our little part to show these people coming in from all these regions, what a player we are in the craft beer community, then that's a win-win. I think, that's, I, I think I've think i
0: probably talked about it on the show before, but I think places like this or like a, a BC's bottle lodge or higher gravity, one of the bottle shop, you know, good, good craft beer bar. Mm-hmm. I think there's, I, I, I almost think they're more important than the actual brewery sometimes because it gives those people that are coming in from out of town that maybe don't have that ability to run around town and try everything. It gives them a place that they can go and sit down and be like, all right, yeah. what what are the things that I need to, to try? Yeah. What, what is Cincinnati beer? But, well, let me show you and you can really run people through here's, here's this from these guys, these, from this from these guys, this is made right down the street. You know, you should stop there after you go here. You know, it's, it just becomes this way to get people to sit down and just really talk about the bigger picture of what Cincinnati beer is. And um, we didn't have a lot of that before. And now you start looking around you're like, oh yeah, like in all of these different corners of town. Now we have these little hubs of uh, Cincinnati beer uh, knowledge. <laughs> I don't know. Like this, this, this place that you can go and just really talk about everything. Uh, it's I-
2: and I think it goes deeper than that, honestly, not to get philosophical, but like, you know, I, that, I, sure. I That's had the, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've had the pleasure of, of going around, to, uh, with Garrett, who, who is Dave and Emily's oldest son to many breweries and, and meeting with them and obviously tasting their product and everything. And great beer is, is the table stakes, you know, I mean, uh, but it's great people. Like everyone we talked to was just awesome. Yeah. Like they, 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 Everyone we chose for our original 16, they cared about Cincinnati Brewing as a community. They cared about Hamilton as a city and what's going on here. And and it was just a pleasure to partner with them. Right. You know, and, and to me, that that means a ton of, of, you know, when you're doing something like this, you have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, is to, to work with people that you trust and you like. And, oh yeah, they have great product too. That helps.
0: Right. But again, that's the thing. It's like, not that beer isn't important. You you have to have great beer, but it's become it has become that, that benchmark now of like you have to have great beer before even we get to the next step. And luckily here in Cincinnati, the majority, the the far majority of places do have great beer and that that makes it a lot easier to, uh, (laughs) to to have that conversation. Um, As you guys got up and running here, uh, were there any things that kind of caught you off guard? It sounds like everything it looks and feels like everything came together exactly like you guys had envisioned it to. <laughs>
2: Glad we're pulling the wool over <laughs> everyone's <laughs> eyes. That's that's nice. Um, I well, initially the, the very first day we were up, we did a soft opening. Our, our initial so so one of the things about when our, our experience when we were up in Michigan was, you know, at the end of our stay, and we ended up going to the place like three or four times. <laughs> But at the end of our stay, I'd get like five checks, you know, from this food truck, this food truck, this mm-hmm. food truck. The beers, and we try to consolidate all that. So we try to have a, a, a seamless um, point of sale experience where you can like a headache. Order food, yes. And <laughs> and we learned on day one, uh-uh. <laughs> uh, that's that, that's not happening. It was it was a very nice thought. Um, but our food trucks run their businesses a certain way because they want interaction. And they want right. people to come up. They want to upsell. They want to educate people about their sauces or their sides. And we, we were unable to do that. Um, certainly, even if we were trained properly, right. we couldn't do it as well as these food trucks that have been just in it all time, all right. the whole time. So that that was the first learning is let's just, let's truly worry about the beverages and let the food trucks do what they do best. Um, the other thing I think that's been surprising um, Is the families like there? You know, I don't think we knew. And I don't know if you guys experienced this, Jim. But oh God, how many man. kids are running around this place? No, we've got cornhole and Jenga and kids' games out there and everything. But I mean, there are tons of kids and families running around here all the time, which I think is pretty cool,
0: right? Um, well, as, as a parent who really likes beer. Uh, <laughs> Really, and your children? I, I, I hate uh, to mostly beer. <laughs> you know, I, I we are constantly looking for those places where we can go and have some kind of normal experience outside of our house and be able to have our kids with us, right? But still, sit down and, and have a beer and have something to eat. And um, breweries almost across the board fit that bill for us. But then, when you start talking, when you start talking about bars and restaurants. It's it's fifty fifty if it's going to be a good experience for everybody. If you're going to get stressed out halfway through your meal because your kids are running around screaming, and right. um, it's a very welcome thing to have more and more places that aren't that way that you don't have to worry about stressing out about your kids. You, you're outside. There's you said giant jenga and things like that for you to uh, occupy your children with.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because we you know one of the biggest questions we got early on was, "Are you pet friendly?" Um, and unfortunately we can't be because of our turf, you know, we went back and forth on, on what our backyard would, would look like and feel like and everything. And we, for, for various reasons, ended up on turf and you can't have dogs doing their thing on, on turf. So, but we kind of organically without promotion or any strategy by any means became, went from pet friendly to kid friendly. Um, and, and that's been, that's been a really nice surprise for us because, um, just to see how many families are here enjoying it has been has been nice.
0: Do you think that there? I, I know that the the idea of a food truck park has been tried uh, around town a little bit. Um, do you think that there are some parts of of Cincinnati that are that are more welcoming to that type of atmosphere, or do you think it's just it is Hamilton itself that is? Um, willing to to promote what it is and talk about it and and really put it out there. Is that what makes the difference? What makes something like this work here versus somewhere else?
2: Well, I do think the variety, you know, and, and we, you know, we've got three, we got one permanent food truck, Mama Bear's Mac and Cheese, and then two trucks, Rock and Roll and John Johns that were, um, you know, it, are going to be April through October through our busy season. And they all like our beer partners They all make phenomenal food. Um, You know, so I do think that coupled with the variety that if you come with your family or a bunch of friends, I think that idea will work anywhere. Now, to Jim's point earlier, the Hamilton community is is such a tight-knit community. And when something new comes in, especially something built by Hamiltonians, um, they tend to frequent it. And and so that's been, you know, that's been key to, to our first month is just people recognizing what we're trying to do, you know, with the city and for the city and, and, you know, and frequenting us, uh, we've got a, we've got a ton of regulars already, which is great.
0: Like I, I, I didn't even think about that. That's what's interesting to me. Like I, when you look at the idea of a, of a food truck park, what is, what is the clientele? I mean you talk a lot about spooky nook and uh, people coming into town and this can be that place that they come in and, and grab something to eat and, kind of experience what, you know, the broader Cincinnati picture is, but it's also like a huge draw for somebody that does live around here, work around here. That's like, I, yeah, I want to go to lunch, but I don't want to go to the same place. That's right there all the time. I want to go somewhere that I'm comfortable that I know is the type of place that I want, but that I can try something different every time I'm there. (laughs) You know, like it's,
2: yeah, I think that's a, you know, that's certainly a big draw. Um, You know, and, 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 you know, Jim can probably attest to this, but it's about bringing something different to the table that that people can try and and we we in fact I just came from a meeting we're trying to continue that trend through the winter figure out how we do that and then certainly into the next year is how we can always keep it fresh and new and different um, you know and that's that's going to be a challenge for us you know our honeymoon period has been wonderful, but
0: As somebody said, now it's
2: sustaining. (laughs) I'm I'm very curious to see what, how
0: this goes through the winter because yes, the outside, the the backyard is what this is all branded around, but um, this is not like the inside here is not a small place either. Like it's a, it's a fairly decent sized bar pseudo restauranty kind of thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know if you consider it a restaurant, if it's, I don't know how that works. Uh, But um, it's it it's it's big enough that like, you you could still get a decent crowd mm-hmm. through the, the the winter time I mean you've probably got more seats in here than they've got over at municipal <laughs> that's
1: that pretty count. close
0: yeah although <laughs> but, we
1: are looking at the tent again my goodness those things are so expensive oh well,
2: that's I mean I, yeah
0: but, yeah
1: so one of the things <laughs> I, I think you're gonna find is because you've created such a good place and this place is is really it's truly amazing Um food trucks are not, you're going to have people coming in here and they're going to order food from like Richard's or yeah. pizza places and they're going to have it delivered. Not because they don't like the food trucks. It's just, they want to be here right. and maybe the food, they they would prefer something else. You know? I mean, and, and that's not to diss the food trucks at all, but we see it all the time. Like we'll, we have one food truck and we usually rotate that one food truck and it might be Korean barbecue or, or, you know, a hibachi grill and, and someone's like, ah, I don't want that. But you know what? All eight up pizzas right around the corner, and you know they've practically worn out the pavement uh, to our place since we've been open because everybody loves pizza and and they make really good stuff and it's literally a block and a half away.
2: So how do you so when you have a food truck at your place, how do they take that, or or do you only do that when you don't have a food truck?
1: No, the the food trucks they know. I mean, you know, and and I, I can think of one incident
2: where there
1: was a particular food truck owner that, that got a little offended by it. But, uh, you know, we, we, we told him, we're like, look, you know, that this person that they they were vegan, you know, they, they, they didn't, yeah. <laughs> sorry, dude, you are a barbecued place, all right? You're making smoked meats and that's all you got. Right. And, and they want something vegan and, but yet they want to have our beer and the other people at their table, they might want the barbecue. So, lay off of them. You know, if you got a problem with it, then don't come back. But
0: we, we run into that sometimes <coughs> when we go places, if it's my wife and I with our kids, if I show up somewhere and there's, you know, a, a barbecue is probably not the best example because my kids love pulled pork, but uh, so name some other kind of, you know, food truck. Um, mm-hmm. And my kids look at it like, I'm not eating that. Yeah. Uh, right. I want pizza. <laughs> yeah, <You know>? yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, okay, well, you know, we'll eat from the food truck, but I got to get a pizza for my kids, or else they're not going to eat. And now I have to leave because they're hungry and they're mad, and we have we have to go. So, if it makes a difference of yeah, me sitting here for you know another hour or, or more, um, we're getting a damn pizza and we'll still eat from the food truck. But
2: um, and and frankly, I mean that that is literally something we just I just came from a meeting uh, before I sat down, so I was a few minutes late. I apologize, but. Is trying to work that out with our food trucks. I mean, they, they are, they're, they're paying to be here. They are our partners. Um, But, you know, how, how do they feel about that? And, and do, you know, but if they want a day off, then does that open that up for, for, so, so we're navigating through that as we speak. Um, we, We just, we want our, you know, our beer partners like Jim to be happy. We want our food partners, food truck partners, to be happy, and we want our customers, the customers to be yeah. happy. So we're we're trying, as one month in, juggling all that to figure out how, you know what how that looks and, and, and how that works. And, and we, I, I'm
0: also the type of person though if I'm if I'm going to uh, Richard's Pizza for dinner and I get there and I walk in the door and one of my kids starts throwing a fit because I wanted nuggets. I, I have to make a decision right now. Either <laughs> Richard's is going to be okay with me running over to McDonald's, grabbing a, a yeah. happy meal and bring it and sitting at the table while we eat pizza and hang out there or we're leaving. And we probably, if they throw a fit about, it, I'm probably not coming back right. for a while at least right.
1: because I can't. <laughs> right. and, and you know, and we try and we try and be good with our, with our food trucks. Like if we know that, you know, If they're going to be good enough to come out like on a, on a February Wednesday, Mm -hmm. you know, when, you know, there's snow on the ground and the foot traffic is really low. We're, if they stick with us during February, well, you know what, we're going to give them a concert night when there's a concert at the river's edge. And there's tons of people in the summertime. Like we, we try and establish those relationships and in that, you know, look, your product is good. People love your stuff. Uh, sorry, it didn't work out this night. We're going to give you another night and, and we're going to work it that way. And, and we knew that, that rotational food truck model was, was kind of what we wanted because honestly, we don't want anything to do with food. So, <laughs> yeah. and, and when we did the build out, you know, we put, the the electric, we put a separate breaker box with a 50 amp and 30 amp, so they could just plug in and we wouldn't have to listen to the generators in the patio and smell emissions and all mm-hmm. that stuff.
0: And it's like, look, when you, when you come in, pull up, plug in use our electricity, that's fine. When you guys do seem to, as far as local breweries, you seem to have done better with the the, the food truck rotation versus some other places. There are some other places that uh, either they're doing or according to them, the food truck's doing, that relationship didn't work out great. And then they are like, oh, we got to figure out food. We got We got to get our own thing going here because we can't do this anymore. And you guys haven't wavered on that idea of keeping food trucks... As as part of what municipal is, yeah, COVID has kind
1: of thrown a little bit of a wrench into that because uh, a lot C- of the food it, trucks, yeah, a lot of the food <laughs> trucks that are out there uh, are either not out there anymore, or they've they've changed owners, or right. you know they've got new food trucks. You know, it's so it's it's a it's definitely a, a, a bit of a, a sticky wicket, but you know, our, one of my co-owners, uh, Mark Jackson, he's, he handles all that stuff and it's got great relationships with those guys. And, and I think he's fair with them and he's in, and if you know, Mark, Mark's just, he's going to tell you straight out what's, what's going on. And he'll, he'll tell it was like, look, you know what? Sorry that it snowed, it rained. And you know what? That's fine because we got you scheduled for, for this night. And, um, you know, and we've had nights where, you're not expecting a big night, but all of a sudden there's some sort of function or or whatever at the Courtyard Marriott, and all of a sudden people come in and they crush the food truck, and the food truck owners are like, "Oh my god, I wasn't <laughs> expecting this. This is so great!" So, um, and and it it does, you know, to to what Jeff's point was, uh, you know, it does kind of give you a bit of a different experience when you come in uh, say, you know, I was talking to Ann Marie over at the casual pint and, and, you know, they have 32 taps that constantly rotate. And she said that they, they, they constantly want to rotate those because they want it to be a different experience, right. you know, and it's that explorer mentality of, of customers that come out. So when you come to a, a brewery, it's great whenever you have an opportunity to, uh, to try, you know, different beers that you've haven't had, haven't had before. It's great when there's a a different food truck. I've not tried seen that food truck. You know, it, you, it, it makes you want to come back. Cause you never know what you're going to get, but you know, it's going to be good.
0: Yep. It also like, I feel like when, uh, when, when food trucks and tap rooms first started being a thing, um, I can remember showing up there with, with friends or family or whoever it may be. They're like, I, what's going on now? Like, how do we get our food? We have to go out there and we got to order from that, that, that guy in a van. <laughs> like, and, and now it's become so commonplace that when somebody walks into a place like this, that is a whole different idea. It's immediately familiar. It's, it's not, people are comfortable with, with ordering food from a food truck. Now it becomes, it becomes a draw to what this is of, of maybe the exploration side of it of, Oh, I want something different. Maybe that, that food court mentality of just being able to walk around and like, all right, what what do I want tonight? Yep. Look at the different, like, I, I don't, I can't really put my finger on what it is for, uh, for, for the fun of something with food trucks. Yeah. Because it, it applies for a place that just has one food truck too. It's just fun.
2: Well, and again, we, <laughs> as I mentioned earlier, we we, we try to mess with that model <laughs> coming out of the gate. Right. Uh, and we learned pretty quickly that, that that wasn't the way to go because these people uh, have put their, as much as blood, sweat, tears we put into this place, they put into their food trucks and they want to represent their food trucks in a way that they know how to and that we cannot do Uh, 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 you know, them justice. So I think we learned day one, day two. Even, even aside
0: (laughs) that from, from a customer perspective though, like I, I expect a certain type of, when I, when I come to a place that has food trucks, I expect to walk over the food truck and I expect to order my food there. I don't expect to be able to do it uh, with the rest of my order. Uh, If, if you're a little picky, like some people that I know are, and uh, I want to order that, but I want to make sure it's done like this. Maybe they feel more comfortable standing at the window mm-hmm. and being able to live. This is the way I wanted. I, <laughs> well, I said no mayo.
2: We, we were amazed. <laughs> we were amazed how quickly they got food orders out. Like the, our, that first night that I that I referenced, we we couldn't pour beers as fast as they were getting food out. So right. so we learned that, that they are a well oiled machine and we were not yet
0: <laughs> a far from time. it. Um,
2: you know, but I. But that being said, I think you know with Mama Bear's going to be here over the winter. Um, and a whole nother trial and error, uh, period for us. And we, again, we just had that meeting on it, but we're going to, we're going to experiment with stuff where maybe people can sit at this table that we're sitting at and order food right. and get it brought to them by either somebody from mama bears or somebody from, from Hamilton's or backyard. So we're going to still try try stuff and tweak right. stuff that you have to, I think, um, you know, and then see what, see what works going forward. I
0: mean, that's, that's kind of the name of the game for everybody. I think is you just, you, as soon as you think you've got it figured out, something else pops up Like, oh, what if, what if we do this or all of a sudden this isn't working or, you know, it's, it's about being flexible and about, uh, uh being able to adapt to, to what else is happening around.
3: Right.
0: Right. Um, chef Tony is, uh, uh, now with chef, us. <laughs> What's up guys. How are you? All? How are y'all? Um, uh, Let's talk a little bit kind of bigger picture of Cincinnati beer. Um, what gets you guys excited right now of what's happening in Cincinnati beer, either uh, brewery wise, beer wise, some other kind of more abstract concept that uh, maybe I'm not even anticipating, but what, what gets you excited about Cincinnati beer right now?
1: Stout and porter season. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's an exciting thing. I, I do like the darker beers in the in the summer, in the uh, winter. That's for sure. Uh, for us, I mean, we've been really kind of um, elbows deep in the uh, Spooky Nook expansion that we're doing. We're going to have a five thousand square foot tap room in the the new Spooky Nook Sports. There's going to be a Brewing system in there, and for us to do experimental stuff and small batch stuff, and we'll even be able to do stuff for you know various conventions that come to town if they want, or or you know if Richards Pizza wants like a Richards Red Ale, you know house ale,
0: you know we, we need can, delete we can that from that. the show before somebody else jumps on that idea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but we it. We'll, it. Yeah. <laughs> but Braxton is calling right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I love you, Braxton. <laughs> uh, I love them too. They're, uh, uh, but no,
1: it's so, you know, that's, it's going to give us some versatility. I, and it's funny because I was talking to uh, uh, Chad over at Narrow Path and I told him, I said, you know what, your beers are so good and you're, and, and you're just getting bigger and, and the demand is more and more and more. And yeah. it's not just for one beer. And even if it was for Did one beer. Did he
0: get uncomfortable when he said that?
1: Uh, when I said that he he got, he, he does. Yeah. He doesn't take, uh, I think he's he's afraid to get big. I think that's, I I think think he is, but here's the issue that he's going to have. His beers are so damn good, uh, that he is going to be forced to have the tanks full of the highest, highest demand beers. And when that happens and you don't have additional tanks and you don't get big, um, you you decrease your innovation. You decrease the ability to come up with new stuff because you don't have the tank space for it. And that's exactly what we have been dealing with. I think, for- I, can, I, think I can hear Sean sobbing right now. Yeah. he's saying, that. "Yeah, sorry, Sean. You are going to have to actually work now." <laughs> yeah, um, but you know that's so. You know, we we were blessed to the point where you know we we kind of reached maximum capacity very early. And with that building that we're in, there is just no chance for expansion. So. You know, how do we deal with that? Well, you know, the, you can look at contract, you can look at experimental pilot stuff, you know, and 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 we've kind of done both. So um, I, I think we've set ourselves up well moving forward. Uh, I'm super excited about this tap room. Uh, I'm super excited about what Spooky Nook is going to bring and being able to offer uh, beers uh, there. Uh, there's another brewery coming to Hamilton. Amp is coming to Hamilton on Maple <laughs> Avenue. Um I'm excited to see them coming in. I heard there's another brewery that is expanding into this area, but I've not been told who, and we're not allowed to talk, even if you do know. i curious so. to
0: what you've heard. Well, <laughs> we'll talk offline about that one. Yeah, exactly. But it was at the State of the City Address. The you other don't thing, know? Yeah. I might, but I might know something else, too. I don't know. The
1: other thing, and I loved it, is at the State of the City Address, <clears throat> They really showcased the Hamilton Urban Backyard and, and talked about it a lot. And, uh, you know, and, and people were giving applause. And I think that's just, you know, again, it, we're, we're riding this crest right now. And it's, the, it, it's, it's super exciting to be here. So when you're asking about excitement, I think it's going to be exciting that Mike Stokes with Cincy Brew Bus is going to be required <laughs> to have a Hamilton Brewery Bus, yeah. just Hamilton. You know, maybe Swine City. Call Dan down Swine City and, <laughs> yeah, and, and you do that, or maybe maybe Brian up in uh, at Fig Leaf, but uh, and and maybe a little bit of Grainworks. Grainworks, Grain yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, you could do you could do Swine City, Fig Leaf, Grainworks, and Hamilton, and spend the rest of the day in Hamilton, and have yourself a damn fine good craft beer day.
2: Well, well have you? I'm sorry, but I, I got to know. Like, have the folks at Amp talk to you, hit you guys up for information. Like you guys are such a great resource. You have been a great resource to us. I appreciate Um, it. I I mean, I would think, you know, they're nuts not to talk to
1: you. They they haven't talked to us yet, but I think they're still kind of early on. And what's funny is
2: their landlord came to us.
1: Uh that one of the guys that owns well the city they, they bought the building but uh some of the neighboring properties. One of the guys that owns the neighboring properties uh is kind of one of our regulars. And uh he came in, he's like, Yeah, they're talking about this because they they have some really good ideas out there about uh in terms of you know their outdoor space usage and what they want to do with it, according to to this uh this guy that owns the the land next to him. So I'm really excited to to see that happen. Um because like I said, I mean I you know. I think Hamilton as a destination, like we're just riding this crest and it's like, if you're not excited, uh, in Hamilton and if you're not excited about what's going on, then you've got, you've got issues because this place is just, it's, it's a powder keg. It's ready to blow.
0: Well, amp is exciting too. I think they're talking about distilling in addition to, to brewing, which I think needs to happen downtown Hamilton. You need to have a distillery that, uh, kind of fits into that whole thing. Uh, going back to a, a completely different thought that I had while you were talking about the excitement of, you know, places like Hub happening, um, it, you know, not to take away from municipal at all, but it's tucked on the back of that building. You know, if, you, if you're if you driving through Hamilton, you you pass it and you, you don't even know that it's there. Whereas now when you start driving through Hamilton, you start seeing these other businesses and you start seeing people hanging out right next to the, the street in a backyard with a fire. Pit. Like, Oh, we should, we should just, instead of keeping, you know, on our, our way home or wherever we're headed, we should stop and hang out in Hamilton for a little bit and eat some dinner and walk around and see what else is going on. Like it's, it just has changed that feeling as you might be passing through. Whereas before you had to know that you needed to go there. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I drove
1: past this building a, a million times I
0: am so happy.
1: What Jeff and his crew did with this—it's—it's it's truly an amazing. I mean, the, the building's 160 something years old, 67 years old, you know, old. and and it had some janky ass-looking barn thing on the, attached to the back <laughs> that you guys took care of, and and this easement property that was just growing weeds. Now you've got this great—it's—it's—it reminds me of our patio like on steroids because yeah. he's got you know fire pits and all this other stuff, and I'm just like, it's so cool. So it's like this. Honestly, summer of 2022. Uh, I I challenge anyone in this listening audience to uh, come up to Hamilton and and give any of these places a try. And you know, wherever you park, park for free. <laughs> Grab a Dora wherever the nearest place is. Walk around, and you will be back because you're only going to see half. And you're going to be like, it's so cool. And there's so many other businesses that are opening up and so many different shops and these
0: things. You're, you're, you're just going to love it. I can't, can't disagree with any of that. No. So going back to the question, the bigger picture of Cincinnati beer, what's got you excited?
2: Uh, so, <clears throat> um, I mean, uh, being somewhat new to the game, uh, I mean, I've been drinking beer since I was 17. But being new to the fire, <laughs> um, to me, it's exciting to learn about and learn more about our brewery partners as far as, you know, everything from what's their bestseller to what's their kind of little niche beer that they might only brew five barrels of and and, and just learning about the way they, they conduct their business. Um, that has been extremely eye-opening to me. Uh, I, I like you know, I, I can't sit still. I like learning new stuff. Right. It's part of the reason why my wife and I did this and, and just learning about these breweries, learning the people behind them, learn, you know, meeting the brewers and then seeing what their strategy is with certain flavors and everything. And then hopefully being somebody who can get those flavors. Um, you know, we, we were fortunate enough to get um, a barrel of, of, of cellar dweller puzzle pieces. I saw that. Um, we got one of the few barrels of Kenosha Kicker. Uh, from the folks at Sonder. So that, I mean, I love that because then we get to, to bring new beers to our, to our customers. I will say though, I mean, Jim mentioned earlier, our appropriately. So our first keg that ever blew was a, was a orange agave. Um, and it is far and away our number one seller here. It's, it's so, so fun. So that makes me. me feel because <laughs> these guys were so good and helpful to us. That is awesome. Like I, I, I love the fact that they're a bestseller. You know,
0: Sean just got five more gray hairs, just so you know. <laughs> Any time I've ever talked to anybody who is doing something in Hamilton, that's one of the first things I said. We make sure that you, you keep some municipal on tap and probably some fretboard too. You know, make sure that that's there because that's now a part of what Hamilton is. If somebody yeah. walks in the door and doesn't see municipal, it's strange. Yeah, it doesn't look right. It's not. It, it's it makes you kind of a step away from what a Hamilton business is supposed to be. And that's uh, something that I think a lot of people don't understand when they are opening a bar or something like that, That they have to, I shouldn't say have to, they should kind of buy into this bigger culture of what yeah. Hamilton has become now.
2: And, you know, and, and, and the folks, you know, Joe Sierra and, and, and Jim at, at fretboard have been wonderful as well. I, I will say though, and, and I don't know if these guys get enough of a shout out. Um, you know, uh, MBW is distributed by Ohio Eagle and Ryan Kidner couldn't be a n- nicer, more awesome dude. Like he's, he's good. he is just, he's really phenomenal. Good. um, he's been very helpful to us as well. And, um, you know, that's key because, cause you're, you're, you're only as strong as your distributor. You know, you might you argue that, but that's my take. Is no, you know, I, I wouldn't argue that. I, I yeah. would
1: echo that because the distributor is the one that is the point of sale for where that beer goes. So you can put out the best product known to man. Yeah. But if they don't sell it, and if they don't service it, that retailer, that bar owner, that restaurant owner, they don't, They want nothing to do with it. Yeah. So the, the you know, we we were one. Of, we were the first craft brewery to sign with Ohio Eagle. And it was interesting because when we had talked about getting into distribution, uh, we we're like, there's no way we're going with Ohio Eagle. All they do is Anheuser-Busch products. And it's like, well, but they just got yinling and they just started doing Corona. And now they're doing some of the Anheuser-Busch takeover beers, like a and stuff like that. Uh, and we had the other local distributors come in and we talked to them and, 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 you know, they said, Yeah, we could sell your stuff. And Eagle comes in, they've got this PowerPoint presentation. And it's not like, hey, we can sell your stuff. It was, here's how. And here's what we're gonna do. And here's we understand the the challenges that you face in terms of your fermentation capacity. You know, in terms of we're not gonna put quotas on you. We're gonna expand this market, but we're gonna do it organically because that's the way you would do it if you were self-distributing, yeah. um, but but we're going to handle that for you. And you know, having guys like Ryan and and you know our rep or our contact is Kayla. I mean, they're they're just fantastic to deal with. And you know, we don't have the cooler space that we need to drain all of our tanks at once and keg it. You know, and they're like, oh, you know, we'll take care of it. You know, so we basically sell it to them and buy it back from them as as needed. There's not a lot of distributors out there that would do that. And they have, and they have really been an integral part of, of our ability to, uh, to do what we do. Because without them, we, we, we couldn't do it.
2: Well, and you're talking about a distributor that, to Jim's point, they have Mick Ultra, they right. have Budweiser, they have Bud Light. Yet every time Ryan talks to me, a- MBW's at the top of his mind. They're the most important client to him at that right. particular moment. And that says a lot. Well, it's, so I've been dealing with
0: distributors a lot in the last uh, month or so because of this beer festival that I'm, that I'm planning. Shout out to anybody who uh, already has your tickets. If you don't go to the gnarly slash tickets and get your tickets to beer, booze and bongs. Um, got them. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been talking to a lot of distributors trying to get beer figured out for this festival and I'm not buying a lot of beer. I'm buying two half barrels of a beer from, from each of these places. It's easy for a distributor to be like, all right, whatever, whatever, whatever the, the brewery said you can have, that's fine. You know, just send me an email. Uh, easily, the one that has been the most, uh, no, no offense to uh, to Michael over because that's a different category. We won't, but the, as far as the big distributors, we'll put it that careful, way. Uh, no, careful. The one that has been the, the most fun Let's and walk the, in the, the, edge. The, the, the easiest to deal with has been Ohio Eagle. Uh, I was getting some, some seltzer through them, uh, Astra. <laughs> but uh, but it's they, they were just phenomenal to work with. Mm-hmm. And I can see immediately the difference talking to them versus some other unnamed larger distributors that, that are around. It's just, but, you can we tell
2: that they care. We don't deal with a lot of, I mean, and and Ryan is, is at the mountaintop as far as I'm concerned. And there are a couple other distributors that we deal with. Um, that are great as well. But we deal mostly with self-distro just right. based on who we're dealing with and everything. But the fact to see these distributors, every one of them, honestly give a crap about the, the small craft breweries that they're representing is, is refreshing, I think. I get it.
3: Okay. I'm pretty excited about Paradise Brewing's expansion myself.
0: <laughs> Paradise, who will be at Beer, Booze & Bonks. Yes, um, their distributor was really easy to deal with too, because I just called Jeff. Hey, man, you?
3: They I keep trying to talk this guy into going all the way to Beachmont Avenue and having I, some I'll, beers. I'll go
0: anywhere. Oh my God, that place is I'll go, great. I'll, just, I'll go anywhere.
3: I think once him and Jeff meet, <laughs> it's all over. <laughs>
0: I think that conversation was as easy as, "Hey, man, do you have any Post-it notes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, will you stick a couple on a couple of kegs for me?" <laughs> <laughs> Done. It um, it, it's a whole different that that in between between, and this is throwing the self distro guys kind of out of the the mix of this discussion. But uh, that in between of the brewery to the place where you get your beer, uh, as a drinker, we don't think about that at all. Like the the importance of the distributor. Um, but it becomes very front and center in your mind when you have to uh, deal with a place like this mm-hmm. to plan it out. It's, um,
2: it's an, emo- yeah, they're an important, uh, important factor. Um, you know, the, the other thing is that you, you mentioned, you know, or you asked about what excites me about Cincinnati Brewing is we, we were very particular in choosing our original 16, as we call right. it. We have 16 taps. We wish we had more. Don't have room for more. Uh, again, we restored a hundred and sixty-seven-year-old building, so we were uh, dealing with the, the hand we were dealt with uh, uh, structurally. Um, but I'm excited to start talking to and meeting other breweries. I mean, there's a there's a paradise, as, as Tony mentioned, Brink, uh, Westside. Um, you know, there are even more that I'm not even March coming first, to mind. March, March first. Um, <coughs> <you> know, <laughs> that. That we're excited to to (laughs) to do work with, um, you know, and 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 keep our our taps fresh. I mean, and and part of the the thought behind our original sixteen was to really, as I mentioned, find partners who were excited about what we're doing, excited about Hamilton, um, and then just hold on for dear life the first few months because, again, we're you know we're not used to this now. And in 2022, our, our, our intent is to fully extend and bring some other breweries into the mix. And I'm excited about that as well. Um, you know, just again, meeting new people, new partners, new friends, and, and bringing our customers, new, new beers that they haven't had yet. I'm excited
0: to watch it. It's uh, (laughs) this, this place is fantastic. I, I, am really impressed with what you guys did here. And, uh, I guess I mentioned before, this is just, it's, it's bigger than I, than I anticipated it being, especially inside. Um, if it's cold outside and you are looking for a place to go grab a beer and, and something to eat, don't, don't overlook this place because it's the backyard. There is an inside space and it is very comfortable. <laughs> you know, I, I hope people understand that You're sitting that, in that, it now. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and, and, Were
3: you here <coughs> originally? I mean, did you come into the building before Dave did all the work? No, to no, yeah. just, just oh my by. God. where you guys did all this remodeling inside? It was It was a 150-year-old building. Right. I mean, literally. When I first walked in here to what it looks like now, I could have never imagined, you know, the transformation. I mean, the bones were here. Skeleton was here. But I didn't picture this. And a lot goes out to, you know, Emily, too, because, (laughs) I mean, she's got this, like, knack for, you know doing things with it. I mean, I don't know or some people I, can I don't visualize neck, things you know <laughs> well
2: I mean and yeah I mean we, slap some paint on it and call it good and
3: she's like no this goes way beyond that
2: we, we had the you know original vision of this idea but then uh, I mean Dave and Emily what they did with this building there's no way I mean there's no way in hell that I could have ever envisioned that or or, or, or executed it you know no. and Dave's an engineer and Emily's got a great eye for for decor and and my wife was involved as well, but it, just the trend, I, I can't believe the transformation and I've, I've been through it. Um, you, you know, good I still, thing is, is still you, here and I'm like, you made Ooh. a video of
3: it and it's on the website. So if people want to see the side-by-side transformation of this place, just go onto the website under the, about us and watch that video.
2: We, we had, I had several and by several, I don't mean two or three. I mean, dozens, <coughs> excuse me, of people who came in this building early on. And and you know, kind of. Oh, you guys got some great vision. Good luck with this. <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> you know, friends, family yeah. members. Um, yeah. And then yeah. you know, then when when the transformation was finished, and 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 you know, Dave and our architect's vision came to life. They were they to a person. They would come up and say like, "I thought you guys were <laughs> freaking nuts." Like we, I didn't, oh, uh, I was worried about you. Doing. I didn't know what the <laughs> hell yeah. you were doing. And, and, and that's a testament to, to the work. I mean, I I, I think Dave's been here every day since like May 1st. And, and that's a testament to, to him and his drive to make this place a reality. Um, you know, and it's, it's paid off because it's, yeah, it is beautiful. I mean, definitely go on, on online and watch the video, but I would, I would say just come on in and. And we'll take you through the history of this place. Uh, it's it's pretty extensive. Well, I I
0: appreciate it a lot from uh, from a lot of different different perspectives. But um, that being that business that to me extends kind of what is happening in Hamilton a little bit further down. Um, helps spread things out a little bit more and kind of bring some more life down to to this end of. Of uh, of of is this Main Street or Main High Street. Street? I don't. Main I can never remember which is which. Yeah,
2: <laughs> High Street's <laughs> over the river. <laughs> um, I
0: I appreciate seeing that a lot because uh, for a long time, like we when my kids were little, we'd load them up in the water. When, when my oldest was little, we'd throw in the wagon and we'd go over to Mispel and grab a beer and then we'd uh, go walk and we'd we'd walk right over and then turn around and walk right back and we we never ventured further down because there was no reason to and now there, there
2: is. Yeah. And uh, there's more coming, you <laughs> know, yeah, and right. I mean, I, I, I mean, Rise going to be
0: opening up. God I mean,
2: we, we wanted to be a be catalyst. Nuts. Like, you know, Jim was, was a catalyst for the city. Um, we're pretending like he's still know, here. People I know. don't know. Yet, yeah. I believe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, but, but, you know, what they did kind of sparked the, the city growth. And all, what we were trying to do is just take this end of main street that was a l- little bit disregarded, um, and 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 put the focus on this part of Main Street, so that other businesses would realize um, that the growth just doesn't stop over the bridge, right? Um, or or on B Street. Um, so, and I think we've you know I, I think we've done our little part in, in you know agave and rye and a new apartment complex and other bars coming into this Main Some Street corridor. plan um, you know, it's 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 exciting and, and continues to be terrifying and all in the same breath. I mean, wait till you guys see the
3: bridge that goes in, that goes across the F Street over to the uh, former family video. They got that lot. They're going to demolish that and tear it down. And uh, then yeah. they're putting an overpass over oh, there yeah. so
2: people can park over there. <laughs> a <and skywalk>. <laughs> like Minneapolis. For, for anybody,
0: and I feel like I have to say this. Whenever a business talks about opening up anywhere, uh, parking is Okay. Uh, everybody who gets online and complains about trying to park in places i don't understand what difficulties you're having there's plenty of parking in hamilton there's plenty of parking in all of these these uh these cities or or small towns around greater cincinnati that are being redeveloped um you're just being uh stupid you're being stupid
2: <laughs> you just you know you might be drive around a- the block <laughs> and yeah, you'll you might find need a place the a it's, i i it's from like right here i it's think like i can see
0: like I don't, a lot of one two Three, I can see like four spots right here that I could park right? <laughs> Just from where I'm sitting through the window. Um, so quit complaining and, and get out there and, and have a beer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I tell like the us to have the beer festival again, because um, I got the tickets and Judy keeps
0: asking me when it is. Actually, I got two for him. So, so it's I want to come November 20th. Uh, there are two sessions. You have an early session and a late session. Uh, you get to choose which one you you go to. Uh, there are several options built onto that. You can go early admission. We're throwing an after party, a kick the keg after party. So whatever we don't drink during the day uh, is going to be on tap at the the, the filling warehouse. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say what price those pints are gonna be yet because I don't know if it's for sure but it's it's like stupid cheap for some of these beers <laughs> I, I think they're kind of missing an opportunity to sell for a little more Too expensive bad, but, uh, not quite that that good but, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I, the discussion was five I think <laughs> so five dollar pints of uh, beer that uh, some of these beers you can't get anywhere else there are there are barrels of beer that exist just in a one barrel format and we're buying two half barrels. Do the math. There is no more. Yeah. <laughs> we just bought it all. Now Exclusivity.
3: I know that you are super connected to the craft beer society in this town and throughout the Midwest. There's, Tell me, you are going to have a half barrel of Utopias. I'm not
0: going to have a half, <laughs> half barrels of Utopias. Do not exist. Okay. I yeah. can. There are. I tried. I have seen <laughs> two places on the planet Earth. That have gotten a keg of Utopias Great American Beer Festival. And these are sixdles, like little little kegs. Right. Uh, Great American Beer Festival, and then uh, the Sam Adams Tap Room in in OTR. In OTR, really? Uh, they had one uh, two years ago when Utopias was released, and they have one uh, coming up in I think a, a couple of weeks. And we're how, not getting any. Uh, how long uh, will sixdle of
2: that last? Forever.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Um, it's it's not, I mean, it is beer. But 28 it's 28.5%. It's, percent. it's, no, it's I like liquor. but like I didn't
2: liquor. know the, the demand would be so high. If well, the you guys oh, got on
0: tap now is 12.5, right? That's a whole different argument of the demand. It will last when they tap it, it'll be gone that's what I'm saying. by the time the line goes right, through. It right, doesn't last, it right. doesn't, doesn't stick around. Um, no, we don't have Utopia. We do have Sam Adams coming. Uh, Sam Adams is bringing two different beers. Sweet we should talk about that a little bit. Uh, this is a uh, this has been a discussion with the uh, the festival planners of how we're going to do this. Uh, those will be tapped differently. So first session will have one beer, second session will have a different beer.
2: Interesting.
0: Coin toss to figure with, out which one. Yeah. With that it, being said, if first session does not finish all of that keg, it will carry over into the second session. So my advice is probably get the second session because there's going to be probably more beers.
3: We have early admission, second session and after party. Those are our tickets. <laughs> it's going to Tony, Tony,
2: bring it, Tony's going to have a cot. And Uber.
0: <laughs> it's going to be, it's yeah. going to be wild. Her name is Judy. It's, it's going to be absolutely wild. We, uh, uh there's, um, I don't, I don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about. We're doing uh, like a glow folding for the, the after party, so as soon as uh, that after party kicks in, all the lights are getting turned off and there's like smoke machines and Ooh, lasers and, and glow footballs and $5 beers that should honestly, not be 5 I came up with <laughs> this shit. I never even heard of Foley. Are you it's, a fuller? Uh I you am you now. <laughs> I, I have, <laughs> I've never actually played an entire like match. Is it a, is it a match or a game? I've oh, never no, I've played never an played entire Foley session. never <laughs> I've, even I've, heard of it. I've played it, but I've never actually like, just hung out with my friends and played it because is it, I don't get to. If do you're things.
2: good at cornhole, are you good at bowling? No, no. totally if you, different.
0: There is the, it, there is nothing to compare it to to say, oh, I'm good at this. I should be good at this. Horseshoes.
2: It, it, no, there's nothing.
0: Croquet. You nothing. are throwing a football at bowling pins, <laughs> on cornhole boards. <laughs>
2: So if you're, a, if you're a high school quarterback, you might <laughs> you there's have a, a warehouse a of this. Yeah. There's an entire yeah. warehouse
0: filled with people doing it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's blew my mind. So
0: much fun. And beer. It is so <laughs> much fun and beer. Uh, I, if anything, I hope that people start to, uh, or can get a glimpse into what the folding warehouse is like outside of this beer festival. They usually have really great beer. Like yeah. they have a killer tap list of almost all that's, local beers. That's
2: because all the breweries go there. Yeah, they play do. There.
0: They do. And it, you, it, So I hope people kind of after this festival still keep going back to, to falling warehouse because, uh, it's, it's, it's a fun place to just go and have a beer. Well, when
3: random beer machine was a trip, I don't know if you've seen that or not, but
0: I was like, what? So they have, (laughs) uh, they have a mystery beer machine, which in normal times, and we'll talk about non-normal times because it does factor into the festival. Um, you, you have different levels on the buttons. It's a, it's a Coke machine painted black and you, you push a button and you get a beer. Um, there's and beer. Yeah, so okay. two dollars is the cheapest ones, and that is the cheapest light. beer you can possibly buy in the state of Ohio. It's Natty Light, and 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 things like that. Um, up to like five dollar beers. Um, and those are your your good craft beer right, or, or right. seltzers or whatever. Um, it's like a it, potluck beer. That's kind of fun. so much fun. Just sitting there and drinking out of the mystery beer machine. <laughs> um, we are bringing that into the festival. So on your, your ticket, it's a little punch card with all of your, your samples that you, you get punched throughout the night, but there are two extra punches up on top that are mystery beer punches. There is a button that is a gnarly gnome button and a button that is since by the pint. And we are stocking those machines with our choices of beers. Sweet. Um, that'll be fun. That. We I don't even know it. 100% what's going to be in there yet because we, have to kinda, we still have to figure all that out and go through and, and make our picks, but it's going to be fun. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> a great time. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, a yeah. rowdy night, guys. May I ask,
2: <laughs> is there a philanthropic tie-in to this? Uh, there is
0: not. Now, okay. um, Vets and Brews will be on site. That's uh, Matt Damaris. If you guys have, oh. have seen his stuff at all, um, he will be accepting donations for uh, his charity where he buys beers for vets. Nice. Um,
2: okay, and cool. then
0: also the Pink Ribbon Girls... Um, I, don't, I don't know enough about their charity. It's some kind of breast cancer yeah. survivor or something or other. Um, they will be our volunteers pouring beer at all the booths and we'll be accepting tips. If people want to tip them. Yeah. To, so there to is a philanthropic.
2: Yeah. There connection. is. But, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's great.
0: So cat will be there. I don't know. Kat uh, is she
3: going to be <laughs> there? I don't know. She's been
0: pink ribbon girls. No, no, no. She's pink boot society. Oh, Different. Okay. Yeah. Different, different, uh, chair. That's that's different. You know, she's she's still be there anyway. She might still be there. I don't know. <laughs> um, that's it guys. That's the show. Well, thank you for being here, man. If, if um, anybody wants to come out here, just come to Hamilton. It's middle of, of main street. As you're coming through town, you enough. can't, you cannot miss it. Just start driving and you'll see people having fun. <laughs> it's the most
3: beautiful building on main street, this side of the river. Well, we, we like to think so. We like
0: to think so. Um, I have to say so. Yeah. I mean, I don't uh, know that I can disagree with that. I have to walk out and look and make sure, but I, I until can't they build that.
3: That new condominium complex or apartment building down the street. Right now we got it nailed. <laughs> exactly. I'm excited to see what Agava <laughs> we'll and Rye does.
0: The Agava and Rye space that they're moving into is a really cool little building. It's a
2: very eclectic they're, space. They're
0: adding on to that building and tying things. To, I, I'm so excited to see how that comes together too. It's going to be cool. Yeah. A lot of fun um, stuff happened in Hamilton. Come out here, have a beer, uh, eat something from a food truck, and support hamilton and and, and what this means for um, a, a city that for a long time was kind of we, we joke about it over in fairfield We, we made fun of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can't be more.
2: Not anymore <laughs> Well, it's funny we have friends who who you know who we've known for 15 years who just don't go to Hamilton, right and now. <clears throat> now they're starting to consider it um, and even come over here. And we'll it's, it's they're like, it. wow, I didn't know all this stuff was going on. So it's, it's pretty cool to be a part of that. I have to try to
0: remember which button is the outro music. I'm going to guess this one. Uh, there we go. Look at that. Nice job. First, first try. Nice job. Um, I appreciate you guys uh, taking a few minutes and sitting down with me and, um, just talking, talking about beer.
3: Cheers. <laughs> we appreciate you having us. Uh, cheers, everybody. If you don't cheers, subscribe cheers, to the show, do
0: that. Uh, more importantly, tell a friend about the show. That's how it keeps growing. Uh, it's Sense Brewcast, it's the voice of Sense of Craft.